there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Nebraska Preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy, which means it is another week of Nebraska Preps post game. How can we all overreact to just two games out of the gates for high school sports? One for some, none for a few others, but hey. I have my main man with me, Jacob Badilla, which means I'll get some levity to this situation as I'm with Mr. Composed. Man, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I got, got to watch some basketball. I got out to a couple games, watched watch, uh, a stream of one, so got to take in some hoops. Yeah, and here's the thing. So... With volleyball going on, obviously, yeah. what's going on with football. We're, can I just ask you real quick, were you surprised to see the one seed that didn't hold in a chalky region was Creighton? Just unreal luck. Second straight year, they've lost one of their most important players in the first round mm. and had to play without them. Like, that's just losing your setter going into that situation. And, like, Kendra Wade isn't just a setter. She does everything for that mm. team. She's a great defensive player, a great blocker. She's aggressive at the net when she needs to be. And so losing that and having to play, uh, Jashman isn't even a setter. Um, they had to shift her over there and have her set. For, and she put up some numbers, did, did as good of a job as you could have hoped for. But it's, it's just tough, like, to, again, to be without that important of a player in that situation. Obviously, Nebraska uh, was without its setter as well. But a little different matchup in the first round. And uh, Nebraska has also been playing those other two setters all year as well. They had, they had other options that have been playing. So a little different situation. Just unfortunate for all, all the work that they put in. And as good of a team as that was went healthy. And just to see the, 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 the run end like that, it's tough. You want, to, you want the, all these teams to be able to go out at, at full strength. If they're going to lose, let it be because they got beat by that day by uh, the better team and not because they were missing uh, a, a key part. So where do you want to start? You want to go Class A? You want to go Class B? Should we start with number one ranked Bellevue West? Yeah, let's go with Class A because there was a lot more that happened there. B yeah. was a little lighter, and um, and yeah, right off the top, uh, Bellevue West taking care of business. Obviously, that that first game. Uh, it's I don't really know what a lot of these things are called. All these little the <laughs> season <laughs> the, opening the, like pods, like quadrangle. Yeah. They're they're pods, right? Like some, they're like four team yeah, little deals. Yeah, some yeah. of them have names like the OPS Invitational. You've got 
pods, you got tournaments. I don't know what a lot of these are called, but uh, yeah, Bellevue West, 49-point uh, uh, win over Columbus, which, I mean, not not a surprise there. Jane Jackson, 28 Whoa. points. <laughs> Boy, he shot that thing, didn't he? 5-8 uh, from three, 11-16 from the field. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty good. Almost outscored the other team by himself. 5-8 of eight from three. You get up there in points in a hurry when you're that efficient from behind the stripe. And if you haven't figured it out about Jaden Jackson, he can get you. He's he's such an efficient guy when he's on his game. And you know what he's doing now? He's becoming multifaceted. He's yeah. embracing playing defense. He's long. Six steals. And he's got such long levers and really good hands. He's a deceptively good offensive rebounder, obviously, playing or being with him all summer the last three years. I got a chance to see him a ton. Boy, is he is he a good, efficient player. Yeah, and then second second game, a little bit more of a test against Papio's South squad. Kind uh, of, yeah. at least early for for two and a half quarters. Yeah, well, relative uh, talking about the competition level, yeah. they uh, I think uh, Columbus is still kind of built and trying to build that program up. Papio South is a little bit further along there, but uh, similar result, eighty six fifty eight for the for the Thunderbirds and. Uh, Reminder that Jacob Rope's not even playing right now. Yeah. He's still injured. So they, uh, they're they doing this at not full strength. 20-6 second quarter uh, to, to kind of take control and put that thing away. Josiah Dotzler doing a bit of everything. 15 points, 10 boards, 6 assists, 4 steals. Uh, Robbie Garcia, who's filling in for, for Jacob Rope, 15 points. Um, and, and Jackson Stuvey, 4 of 6 from 3, 14 points. Like, that's big. So let me ask you something. Because people say that, said this to me a lot this weekend. And something has to give. So I want to know kind of what your thoughts are. You know, I heard a lot, oh, and, you know, and Jacob Arope isn't even playing it. Well, you can't have it both ways. You can't get a rope back and still have Garcia's presence, maybe some of Stuvie's touches. Like, things will change once a rope comes back because somebody's minutes will be lessened. Are you okay with just saying, or do you think it's a thing like, well, they don't have such and such because it's all fluid. Somebody's minutes will get cut. Rotations will be different. You know, people may not well, – they will have different roles. Like, where do you come out with, well, such and such isn't even playing yet? Uh, I, I think it matters. And like you said, that it will change everything. But it also – it just gives them more options. It gives them more lineup flexibility when they do face bigger teams. You can go with two bigs. When you face teams that go four out, one in, you can stagger those guys. And now you've got – uh, 40 or 40, 32 minutes of really good play from your five man and playing a little bit of them together because I don't think they have a lot of backup uh, post uh, yeah, depth right now. Size. Um, so th- it, it really is just Garcia right now. Is there one true big with, with varsity experience? So um, I, I think that definitely it raises their ceiling and um, spreads out their versatility. Uh, ultimately, like that thing's going to go as Dotzler and Jackson go, and then everybody else is kind of finding their roles around that, as it should be. When you're talking about um, the distance between Bellevue West and where you think everybody else is, it's fairly significant? I think I think so. We saw that this, this weekend. Um, Gretna is at number two. They 30-point uh, win over uh, Lincoln Pius at 10th in the first one, a Pius at 10th team that's rebuilding that's only got one starter back and one rotation player. And then they're trying to break in a, a whole bunch of new guys beyond that. I, I think they'll be okay down the stretch, but um, early on, still figuring some things out under new coach Adam Brill. Uh, and then they uh, 
overtime to, to beat Lincoln Northeast, 65-57 down there in Lincoln. And they were they actually had that game in control going in the fourth quarter. And then the Rockets outscored them 15-4 to mm. to send that thing to overtime. So and I, then Gretna righted the ship, though, and outscored uh, Northeast 10-2 to in overtime. So you and hard I know, to know what to make of that without having seen it in person. Right. You and I know Gretna really, really okay. well. Uh, and some of the pieces for Northeast, obviously. You kind of alluded to it last week without getting in-depth because it wasn't like an in-depth kind of deal. We were trying to touch on everybody. The ability to go get easy baskets at some point for Gretna, do you see that being a factor off the bounce, or is it just something that you're kind of keeping your eye on? Yeah, definitely something I'm going to have to keep an eye on. And um, uh, um, Joey Veith is not in the lineup. He yeah. had to have surgery, unfortunately, on his back. Um, just has had a hard play time through it in football. Yeah. For such a – Good yeah. kid. Yeah, he heard it back in the summer, uh, came back in time to, and then played through it in football. Now has to get it taken care of. But um, So that's a key piece out of their lineup. They're still kind of figuring out, uh, I think, um, their total rotation. But it's a talented enough team to, to be there in the mix. But, yeah, I mean, you look at kind of like the dribble drive options that uh, like Josiah Dilser, uh, there's not everybody so in the so state creative. that is capable, capable of putting as much pressure on the rim uh, as he does. And then you've got a guy like Elton Turner that can get in the paint and make plays. Um, Jane Jackson's trying to improve his off-the-dribble game. So um, th- that is something that we're going to have to see. Obviously, Landon Pekorski is a very good guard. Uh, I think Alex Wilcoxon, we saw what he's capable of. And I'll be curious to see kind of what Alec Wilkins' role kind of grows into. Yeah. I think he was, he was around 10 points both games uh, so this weekend. You know what I like about him? He does – he's kind of like the Hilkeman of Southeast where he does so many of the little underappreciated things, whether sometimes – it's being the third ball handler when they're pressured because you know how they'll play Pekorski and Wilcox, and they will smother those guys, yeah. wanting them to put the ball on the floor. And I think he's a good kind of pressure. pressure. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly what I was going to say. And he rebounds the ball well. He gets a lot of 50-50 balls. And he can get downhill. That's <laughs> and, and I remember distinctly because it, the gym was packed, and he killed Westside. Uh, early in the season last year, and I remember him distinctly. I felt like they neutralized a couple of the other really good players. It was he was the difference in that one because he did make so many plays. I he de- that definitely stuck in my mind in terms of what he brings to the table. Yeah. Um, where do you want to go next? The, well, the, I think everybody felt like Westside was at three going into the season. Um, one or two, one. for sure. Yeah, two, two yeah, or they, three. They, yeah, they were the next team like, yeah. of, of that group they were talking about at the top there. And they're, they're struggling early. Yeah. Struggling early. So right off the top, worth mentioning, Caleb Benning's not back yet. Um, still what will be this yeah, week, rehabbing. we'll go. Okay, that's good to hear. Uh, still kind of working through that shoulder, getting, getting healthy off of the football season. Um, and I think they're going to turn him loose. And you could see they, they really missed him. Yeah. Um, with just some of the, the turnover issues. Um, this, I think some of the role players just, yeah. You, you had guys put in that varsity starting six-man type roles that just hadn't played it yet. Mm-hmm. And uh looks like they're not quite ready there. We'll see kind of how, how the season develops um, and, and what, they, what, can, what they can do. But um, you had a couple guys struggle there and didn't have, just didn't have enough guys that were ready to, to, to play out there all, all game long. Uh, and Inability to take care of the basketball, I think, Thursday and so, Saturday are the things. Opening game, 59-67 loss to Lincoln Southeast. And um, that was actually, I mean, Westside was up. It was 23-13 to 13 
Well, to the fourth quarter. They for led. Southeast. They led 96, 95 yeah. percent of that game yeah. until it mattered midway through the fourth. And then Southeast outscored them by ten in the fourth. Uh, Westside one of eleven from three mm-hmm. with nineteen turnovers. So that really. Um, it's 22 points for Kevin Stubblefield, uh, 20 points for Tate Advadi, only eight points. Next leading scorer, C.J. Mitchell. And C.J.'s not you, – you can see he's still working through. Little, he's a little rusty. Yeah. He hasn't played for five months. He's coming off – six months. He's put, coming off the knee surgery. So that may be a work in progress. Yeah. So – and th- that's the thing. Like, Westside – and then they – Came back uh, in the second in the consolation game, 46-40 over Millard West, where he trailed early and had to come back and win that thing. Six of 27 from three. Only 10 turnovers, but um, – That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, it, Tate Advati, 14 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, but never nobody else really got going. Um, it, so that's, I think, just looking at, again, with, uh, with C.J. Mitchell, with Caleb Benning coming off those injuries, uh, w- with trying to break in new role players, I think West has a team that will be better second half than they are now. But they've got to work to get to that point and get through some, uh, some tough games. Yeah, and, they, and they've got a real sense of urgency. They've got Burke on Friday coming off the big win, which we'll get to against Omaha North. But I think he wants to ramp up in time for the holiday tournaments. Like he, I think he thinks they'll be a much better team in holiday tournaments than even they are yeah. right now with so many new faces. And listen, you know, Millard West had to play without Grand Jeanette, who was hurt early. I was going to ask you about hard that. foul, yeah. kind of at the at finishing at the rim, and he came down um, on his elbow. Um, I'm not going to play a doctor no. on <laughs> on the podcast, but I mean he's kind of their one bucket getter yeah. that I think kind of made it different from them. And 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 I like Kirshner and and some of those guys off the dribble. Very Kirshner's a good shooter, but they miss Grand Jeanette in 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 my opinion in terms of somebody who could provide them with. I guess instant offense, for like lack of a better word. Yeah. So, um, I'm so, I'm just hoping yeah. he's healthy. I, you know, Millard and West off to an 0 and 2 start, but they're they're probably a little bit better than that record. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You and me both, obviously. You know, he's one of my OSA kids. Yeah. Um, I meant to ask. I saw that. Uh, yeah. Tough weekend for my guys. Uh, Temple wanna, Meyer didn't play. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, yeah so can go on to that. Lincoln Southeast coming off of the the, the win over Westside. Um, go play a Lincoln East team who beat uh, Millard West by two on a, uh, I believe it was a Christian Melissa layup late in the game there. Um, Didn't seem like either school was really interested in playing a ton of defense <laughs> in that one. It was kind of all, that was high flying all over the place. Yeah, and so you mentioned Templemeyer, another guy I coached. He rolled his ankle in the last 30 seconds of that Millard West game and wasn't able to play uh, against Southeast. And they got it done anyway. Um, so uh, that was a 59-51 win for Lincoln East in, in the winner's game there. Um, like I mentioned, Carter Templemeyer led class, uh, led Lincoln in scoring last year. And without him, I mean, Carter Mick, these first two games, two 20-point games in his first two performances, he's a guy we raved about all, all summer long. Yeah. And it's carried over to the season. True, true dual sport. Two true dual sport, dual sport guy. Yeah, <laughs> standout. Thank you. Thank you. Um, obviously a great baseball player as well. Um, and uh, – uh, Connor Hamilton, another guy I coached summer, 14 points in that one, stepped up big time without, without Carter. So that's a really good win for, uh, for East. And Southeast, four of 18 from three. Uh, I think kind of looking at the, the box of our shot uh, disparity was probably off. A lot I, different than Thursday against Westside for Southeast, yeah. where, you know, the bulk of the shots, Voss was quiet uh-huh, in this one. He was very good against Westside. And Bank got Doc. And, and I thought – 
Chewy was very good late for he Syracuse. He had a couple of big buckets. And, yeah. you know, and Hilkeman is still going to continue to do the dirty work, but the shot discrepancy the next night out was vastly different for Southeast. I'll be curious to see how they want to play. Yeah, yeah, your two leading shot getters go combined 11 for 31 from the field. Uh, Voss uh, only had, I think, seven six, shots. Six, yeah, six uh, Hilkeman only had six. Uh, Taymor. Uh, only took three. Well, I um, like him. Well, he, he really was aggressive against Westside down the stretch. It, I he was 17 and 5 in that oh, one. He was going at C.J. Mitchell and some of those guys late. Where I was beginning to think there was some backstory there, but he's a guy I think, in my opinion, he's a good player. Tay Moore has got to find a way to get some touches for that for that basketball team because he's very capable. And that's and we talked about that going in Southeast, uh, a lot, lot of talent there, a lot of pieces. Now good we got to see if they can come together and consistently play winning basketball because a lot of those guys went through a lot of losing last year. You hope that they gain the experience without building the bad habits. And now it's up to Coach uh, Joey, Joey Warning to kind of bring those guys together, uh, coach them up after that loss and see if they can kind of – get things figured out what hurt them this weekend because that, that's a good win first uh first game to come down and lose to another in-state school like that um that's a great win for east uh, and a good start to the season for the spartans temple meyer said he'll be back by friday so um they'll be good to go so that that, that was one of the uh i guess probably one of the surprises uh, of the weekend yeah. in terms of teams going two and oh and winning this deal and let's what go back and let's go back to because we can kill two birds with one yeah. stone with miller north and Lincoln yeah. Southwest, Miller North, off to a 2-0 start, uh, had a highly contested one against Lincoln Southwest. And I'm not sure if Lincoln South can afford to only play six or seven in the rotation, six primarily. It's a it's a good six, uh, you know, with, with, with Frager and Ryland and Bonbon and Chuck Love and not a very deep team, but it was kind of a three-man game for Miller North with Mosser, Eli, and, and Derek Rollins, who's off to a very good, efficient start. Yeah, and that is the story of the start for the, the Mustangs. Derek Rollins, 22 points in back-to-back games, 17 total rebounds between the two of them. Uh, I, so, they, so they opened up with a 72-50 win over Fremont in the first game. Uh, and then it was an 81-74 again, win against Lincoln Southwest. And Fremont game, Rollins did always work in the paint. Um, 10 of 15, uh, all from two-point yeah, range. Yeah, nobody really to guard him for Fremont, yeah. who's undersized. pretty guard-heavy and undersized. Um, and then in Southwest, showed off the versatility. He uh, knocked down and went two for two from deep. In addition to – he's really good at using his body. He's got long and arms. And he's so under – he's just not – he's unassuming. He doesn't say much. He's a quiet kid. He's he's a, he's got some skill. One of the highlights of that game flew in out of nowhere, tip slam yep. off a missed three. Like you just see his arms shooting out of Everybody there. Everybody like, was so losing their mind, <laughs> and I told Sutter, I was like, "Hey, calm down. <laughs> it's just one play. He's a highly skilled guy. Give me, you know." But it was the one then which was dominating was, on social media. It was one of like and, four or five dunks in that game. And yeah, right. Which was fairly open. I can I liken it to hockey. I like to say open ice where guys just get to skate through the neutral zone kind of freely. Wasn't a lot of defending going on in that Southwest Miller North game, which I don't think either coach will be happy about ultimately. <laughs> I mean, Chuck Love goes 11 of 19, and he's just getting good looks at it. Nobody oh. makes him put it on the floor. Oh, well, that no, that's what he, it was all at the rim. Well, I'm all like, his points I'm came like, off the dribble. The e- or easy cuts. Yeah, like, yeah. if you watch it, it's not necessarily just like off the bounce finish. It was like – Actually, he did. You got. You he got did more pr- that. Previous, got, he didn't shoot the ball well. You it was all pressure him yeah. a little bit and and make sure he can use his other hand. And it was just like, well, this is going to be the Chuck Love show. And 
if he adds that to his game where he does put it on the deck and get downhill, ooh, yeah. he's, he's long enough out there where sometimes it's hard to contest his shots out on the perimeter. Yeah, he had 23. Bon Boom had 15. Uh, and then um, – uh, Lucas Helms double double with with fourteen and ten and Rylan Smith with twelve. So like you said, it was basically all uh, all the production came from the starting lineup for the most part. There is are they best suited for a guy like Rylan Smith to only get seven field goal attempts? He was in foul trouble. He was. He, so he, he sat he, a lot, and of he has half. to guard a lot of the best offensive weapons. So him being a two way guy. Um, Will be interesting for him as he, if he embraces that role. The, yeah, the bad luck for him, I think two charges are part of oh, those four yeah. fouls he ended up with. And then he also, <laughs> end of the half, uh, Elijah Gaith, oh, Gaith yeah. who we'll talk to <laughs> in a minute, uh, got a steal, breakaway. Rywin went up, and uh, I guess they called the foul on him. Did not, did not get the shot off before the buzzer, not even close. Mm-hmm. I could tell that live. I went back and watched a video. They called it an and one. They, they, not only did they say that the bucket was good, they, they called the foul on top of it. So that was uh, Rylan's third foul going into halftime. Which I um, thought kind of changed the complexion of what was going to go on in the third quarter. But Eli was awful efficient because he'll go get shots. Well, so I, it's interesting. Um, they are – like he's stepping into that kind of point guard role for them. He's their lead uh, initiator with all, all the pieces they lost last year. And I think we saw, we saw all the good, and we saw some of the areas that he needs to improve in in that game. Um, he uh, finished with 26 points. Uh, Miller North stat keepers kept things a little different than mine, but uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll go with theirs. They had him with 22 points uh, – or 26 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, and three I like steals. Your, I like your stats. So <laughs> – uh, pretty good all-round effort, no matter how you shake it there. Um, but uh, he also he has not made a three yet th- this season. He is um, uh, 0 for 9 or something like that. He went 0 for 6 in this game. Like, that's kind of the sw- swing skill for him because he's so good using his body. He's crafty around the rim. He's got the little in-between game. Yeah. He can hit some tough oh, jumpers. Yeah. Um, and so, he, uh, yeah, he was, he was pretty impressive. But uh, it's also, I think, seeing some growing pains. Um, but, um, yeah, th- and then Neil Monster, four threes, uh, 12 points. A couple of them, not catch true. Like, he's hitting these things off the dribble uh, in addition to getting Which good is looks. the key for his yeah. game is, it, is what does he do off the bounce as opposed to kind of catching and shooting for that next evolution. Interesting to see him only get the nine shot attempts, but how do you think they incorporate guys like Jacob Martin playing with Eli who both guys dribble the basketball? Yeah, and, and they're still figuring out the rotation. They they, they try. They ended up playing ten different guys uh, for at least brief stretch in that game, trying to figure out like who those backup guards are going to be. I'll be um, I'll be curious to see how they use Skylar Williams. Yeah, he I think kind of a three and D uh, uh, effort guy on I the. I think wing. he'd like to be. Yeah, that's um, I think he hit one big three. Um, I think it was and, his only make of the and, game. Yeah, it was. Um, but it gives him little little length uh, at the guard spot defensively. So that that's like. Miller Norris is still kind of figuring some things out, but that's that's a good. Uh, those are two. That's uh, a good start to the season there. That that win over Southwest was because again it was back and forth, and yeah. they pulled away in the fourth, and the, and then held on. So, um, yeah, that's uh, one of those te- reigning champs still two and zero here, knocking off a, a good Southwest team. Uh, what do you like next? Uh, let's see here. <laughs> it's, so, it's so wide yeah. open. We, I mean, maybe North Star because we kind of touched on Lincoln East with Templemeyer and. And that bunch. How about North Star getting off to the good quick 2-0 start with the big win over Prep? Yeah, so first, uh, Antilla San Linnell 
uh, game-winning three. You on said a, that a lot better than <laughs> I did. Uh, on a uh, ni- nice uh, play drawn up there at, at the end. They had to go length of the court. Um, KG Gatwich, uh, I believe, th- uh, brought it up. Two for uh, two on the pronunciations. <laughs> That's my man, Jacob um, Padilla. Don't uh, call him Padilla. Lazare Houston set a screen for Sam Linnell, popping out, make the pass, hit the, hit the three at the buzzer. Um, just a great play. And they were playing without Brennan Clemens that first game. So it's a good God, win. If he could just get healthy. He played in game two, though, yeah. uh, and they followed it up um, by winning at Pret 59-55. And that, the thing was back and forth in the fourth quarter, and they just made the plays down the stretch to win it. Prep had a couple of chances late um, to, to kind of steal that thing, to maybe get that thing to overtime, but couldn't, couldn't quite execute. So um, had, I didn't see a box score. I was watching the last like quarter and a half of that one on the stream. But that, that's, that's a good start for uh, North Star under new coach Lee Steinbrook. Yeah, and I think he's going to have his hands full kind of managing some of those, those personalities. But, man, they have we've said this for about four years now. If they could just piece it together to get on the same page, front court with good back court play. It seems like they've had one or the other. You know, you go back five years ago, it was kind of the Donovan Williams show. And, and in addition to now it's, okay, the front court, and then what are we going to do in the back court? Now can they piece this thing together with kind of a well-rounded starting five? Yeah. Um, and they're looking to do that. They've got some young guards, huh? A lot of sophomores in the backcourt with the Anderson twins, with, with Houston coming over from Lincoln Northeast um, to go with those senior bigs. Um, so um, we'll, we'll kind of continue to monitor North Star, how they develop here. A um, lot, lot of uh, new coaches getting their first wins over this this past week. So that was cool to see. Um, and I think, what was it? Oh, was it? <laughs> Tough first week to be Millward South to lose on two buzzer beaters. Yeah. Um, they go to Carney in the consolation game and lose on a Jack Dahlgren three at the buzzer. Only three he took of the game. Finished with 22 points. Probably wasn't didn't get out of his hand before the buzzer, but they called it good. So that that makes Point, it even I think worse. Points are going to be hard to come by for Millard South in in terms of 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 their offense in rhythm. They just got to find consistency. Um, Will Cooper was awesome in the first game, 24 and 10. Big uh, Will Cooper guy. Uh, ben Boudreaux coming over and Bernie, uh, from, from uh, Papillion the Vista and Bernie Anderson, a sophomore there. Those two guys both really struggled in that first game. Second game, uh, Boudreaux got going, but Cooper struggled. Yeah. So they just got to get – they don't have enough depth to where they can have their best players have off games I and think still hope to win. teams that get those good scouting reports on Will, they're going to crowd him. Yeah. Right, they know he, he's got a tendency to run to that three-point line, and he's a knockdown shooter. So I think the next phase for Will is is putting it on the deck, right, just to finish at the rim. Because I've seen him; I, I'm a huge fan, so I'm a little, yeah. I'm a, I can be a little biased because I think I know what he's capable of. But I'll be curious to see because when you talk about sneaky prospects for just a junior, if Will adds that downhill dimension to his game. He, well, he's going to be one to watch going forward. Yep. Uh, mentioned those two game winners. Chris Brown for Bellevue East. Uh, congrats to them. Sophomore, he hit a, a game-winning three as well. Um, so f- <laughs> action-packed uh, f- first uh, week, week of hoops there was some really good performances down the stretch. Um, and I think probably, so Bellevue West, Gretna, uh, Lincoln East, Lincoln North Star, and Miller North, all 2-0. We touched on those two, or all of them. Lincoln High is also 2-0. And so Central are, is 2-0. So are, yeah, Omaha Central uh, and Omaha Burke. 
that's the final of the OPS invite is Central versus Burke. I'm not sure that anybody had that, but not only <laughs> not only is Burke in the final, they destroyed uh, Omaha North in, in that second game, 77 to 49. Yeah, shocker. Uh, and Northwest got by Omaha Northwest in the first round. I don't believe Keandre Perkins played in that so, one. So Perkins didn't play against Burke. And then Dalron Thomas didn't play. In the uh, second half, yeah. I believe. Uh, oh, was it the second half or the first half? I don't, he didn't play against Burke. Okay. Um, I he, thought he, he only missed a half because I, I know Perkins was, was dinged up as well. But, man, I, I good start for Coach Fisher, Cody Fisher in that punch at Omaha Burke, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, credit to them. Great, great start to the season for Dakari Davis. Yeah. That that backcourt is is pretty good. Zeb Savota. Then they've got some size inside. Yeah. Um, Ethan Painter, David Boatman's a great athlete. So they, they've got some pieces if they can kind of put together. It's a great start for them as well. And then Central, obviously under new coach Bruce Chubbuck, uh, uh Jr. They, Amira Witt. Yeah, uh, yeah. Witt Mamer, uh, great start to the season. Junior both. Um, Devin Holman. It's had a few different guys kind of make contributions in those first two games. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how that, how that final goes. Um, <laughs> a wit and, and Junior, both guys f- very familiar with coming out of early T&E yeah. program. Just good kids. They, they were at the West Side game uh, on, their, on their night off, and they were also at the Scott, the Scott scrimmage too. So yeah. all those guys just kind of get along. It's an easy team to cheer for, but ultimately – I think backcourt play is going to be a big deal for them. They got to take better care of the basketball because that game Friday night got pretty sloppy. But good start for Coach Chubbick because he's used to not caring what it looks like, but racking up Ws. Yeah. Um, so I think we kind of hit on what we need to in Class A. But uh, just looking at Mike Sauter's uh, uh, coaches poll and. Congrats to Mike Sauter joining our team officially uh, with Herdat, uh, coming over Herdat Sports, uh, bringing any preps with him. Uh, so the top 10, Bellevue West, Gretna, Miller North, Lincoln Southwest, Omaha West Side at five, Lincoln East, Lincoln Southeast, Lincoln North Star, Creighton Prep, and Lincoln Northeast at 10. Um, kind of rounding out. I think we kind of hit on all those. Um, so that, that's, uh, I think, a good place to start in A. We'll see kind of this next week. How, how things shake up. Obviously, one of those uh, OPS teams is going to lose in that final, and we'll see who else can kind of keep this start going. I was stopped on four different occasions, and I said, you know what? I'm telling. I'm going to run and tell my man Jacob Padilla because you're not just going to victimize me because <laughs> I said Scott is the clear-cut preseason number one. I don't know if people smell blood in the water, but, man, am I getting a ton of Platteview talk in terms of I better be careful with anointing Scott. I was like, look, guys, 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 I'm not anointing anyone. I'm Team Milliken. I love Oklahoma Tyler and, and Mosman. Like, I want to be objective. Do you guys smell blood in the water with Omaha Scott? Well, interesting opening weekend because Scott uh, opened with a 52-43 win over Elkhorn North, uh, and they did it 17-10 in the fourth quarter. So that thing was close, and they mm-hmm. just pulled away in the fourth. Platteview opened with a 73-62 win uh, at Elkhorn North um, with a 26-15 fourth quarter. So same margin of victory against the same team who I think Elkhorn North, pretty uh, frisky in both those games. Um, they're, they're kind of replacing some key upperclassmen last year. It's a mostly new team, but um, they've got some pieces with, uh, with Will Farrington. I think Nike or- or- Orgel is playing as a, as a freshman there. Um, that, that was a impressive, pretty impressive showing. Like, 
as far as a, an 0-2 start to the season goes. I think uh, Elkhorn North is a team that's going to be tough in, in Class B um, all season. But, yeah, that's pretty comparable wins for, for Scott and Platteview uh, to open the season. Uh, Milliken did what he does, 36-11. and 11. to the foul line. That's what he does. They just kept – it's like when he gets going downhill yeah. and he's fearless at finishing at yeah. the rim too, he's going to – he can yeah. – contr- his body control is fantastic. And big key there, Trey Moseman, 18 points. Um, if, yeah. he, if he's going to give them that, then they are very firmly in, in the hunt. Yeah, because you like Draper. You like, I mean, they have some parts. Yeah. Kale Wickman came off the bench, scored well in that game. They, they've got a young, young big guy. Um, uh, Ezra Stewart is a returning starter. Yep. He does all the dirty work. So the, the third member of the law firm. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't have a ton of size, but, uh, I mean, Connor Milken plays a lot bigger <laughs> than he is, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of uh, that, that's one and two there. Uh, I think Scott's Bluff opened up. Um, 3-0. Yeah, 3-0 weekend. Um, I, I think that's, again, it's always tough to know what to make of their, their schedule with who they play out of state, some of the smaller class schools they have to play because of where they are. Uh, but they, they've uh, Kellen Harris kind of leading the, the mm-hmm. way out there, um, looking like the early, early favorite out west uh, again in the panhandle. Uh, Ron Colley. 1-0, Beatrice 1-0 at 5, Elkhorn, 2-0 start to the season under new, new coach Nick Thompson, and the wins came against Bennington and, and uh, Waverly. Those are two top 10 teams I, coming I in. I think, now I was cautioned before we did this show that I need to be patient, much like I'm supposed to be with Westside, <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink, with football guys transitioning yeah. to basketball with Isaac Connor and Bird and Covert, so I... I'm listening. Yeah. And, I'm listening. And I was talking to Thompson after, and he, he was very happy about the win because he thinks, like, Bennington's yeah. going to be much better second half than when they played him now. So it's good to get that win uh, yeah. on the resume. Yeah. Um, but Coaches so, are funny, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that's, that's an impressive start for, for, for Thompson out there with Elkhorn. And Ethan Youngtom, double-double uh, in, in that Bennington game. Um, they've got some sides with Young Tom, with Cole Peterson. I like Young um, Tom. They've got to get some consistency out of their guard play, but they've got uh, Colin Comstock, uh, Luke, Luke Howard back there. Um, so that, that's, that's a team that I, I think I don't, I'm not sure that people knew what to make of going into the year. New coach, obviously they lost some, some key pieces last year, but uh, w- with Dane Peterson uh, in particular. The pogo but, stick. But they, they're looking like they're very much going to be in the mix in Class B after that 2-0 start. Yeah, it's interesting as as we ramp this thing up, right, Shano, and um, finish another week of NEB preps. Any quick things you want to mention in, in C1 or C2 yeah. as Wahoo appears to be a cut above? Yeah, Wahoo, 60-43 win over Bennington to, to start the season. Again, just balance one, two, three, four different guys in double figures. Uh, tw- a 36-point win over Aurora. How about uh, Glock finishing strong at the rim Ooh. multiple times? Yeah. Farahu, no, we had that in his game yet. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, one, Marcus, yeah. another one to mention. Malcolm, two and zero start, sixty-seven uh, fifty-four win over Class B Plattsmith, um, and fifty-four fifty-two win over Auburn. And Hayden Frank, those two uh, games combined, sixty-seven points. Death taxes in Auburn will probably be okay. Yeah, uh, I mentioned Frank. When, so probably the best performance I saw just scan box, box scores. Riley Bombeck from Shelton. 27 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, 6 steals, and 4 blocks. Triple-double the opening weekend Not with bad. 6 steals that, and 4 blocks. Nearly a 5-by-5. Five five. Is that pretty good? That's pretty good. 
You're not getting this anywhere else, I can assure you that. That's NEB Preps. That's my man Jacob Padilla. Shane's on the ones and twos, making sure we're up and running. We'll be back next week. Don't you dare miss us.